Welcome to the Agony Aunties podcast mini-series. Each week, we're diving into some of your questions and offering our unique insights and therapeutic expertise to help you navigate life's challenges. As seasoned therapists, I'm quite a lot more seasoned than my daughters. We're here to share our thoughts, perspectives, and a dose of compassion. So get ready for each episode where listener questions take centre stage and we do our best to provide you with thoughtful guidance and a touch of wisdom. I have some questions about parenting from our wonderful listeners. And the first one is, any thoughts on only children? I have one thought to start with, which is the term only children is derogative. It's like only, like it's not enough. And there should be a a different term or I've got one child. Yeah, I'd never even sort of thought of that. But I think that is a kind of like only children as though you're, it's lesser than. Exactly. The sort of the implication is that there's lesser than. And I just think whatever your family looks like, there's going to be sort of pros and cons of whatever the sort of configuration is and whether you have one child by choice because that's what you've decided or whether you've had one child because it's been a challenge to have more children and so there's also a sort of grief there. I think there's benefits to just having one child, right? Like that child gets all of you, you know? I think having more than one child, there's a sort of constant battle, isn't there, of, of attention and love and enough and fairness. And and then on, on the flip side, there's the sort of the difficulty of that comes with just being one of you. You know, I think it can feel like a pressure or loneliness. You have to be everything for your parents, don't you? Um, yeah, that I think that you can you mitigate, right? Like I think in terms of having a community, having that people around for that child to be around. But I think whatever your family looks like like life is messy and whether you have one child or 10 children it's going to be messy yeah so I I think that's my main feeling that all families have their challenges and and their kind of blessings I guess Mm. I also think that there has been a stigma around having one child like that somehow it's selfish of you to only have a, that child has no one to play with or they'll be really not able to share <laughs> like, like or they'll be spoiled or they'll be spoiled exactly and I you know I don't think any of those are true and I think there is more and more people I think are having one child and I think that that sort of decreases the idea that somehow it's a it's bad for your child to only have one child the only other thing I'd add is that I've seen with different um clients that I've had with single children that they can get very creative about making a bigger family. Sometimes it's through cousins and siblings where they have joint holidays, where the cousins become as close as, not as close as siblings, but a very important relationship. Sometimes it's through neighbours, sometimes it's through friendship. I think there's this sort of fixed ideal of your family as a nuclear family and you have to sort of do everything within that. Whereas I think we can really expand what the term family means and create really important bonds of love and connection and knowing and belonging with the people we choose that we want to have in our life as children 
with our children and as you know made families and i think that is what really matters but i i think emily's point about stigma is the thing we really want to erase because there is so much stigma about so many things about families and the more flexible and open we are and less judgmental then the happier we will all be i think the only thing i would add isn't it is that it is just a question of which challenges. So, you know, I think when you have many children, one of the challenges is how do I make sure each of my children get enough time of my attention or how do I make sure I don't miss one of them because there's so much distraction. And the challenge of having one child is how do I make sure there's enough people in their lives that they have a good connection with, that they have friends, that they feel part of a, of a group because most of us, not all of us, but most of us feel safer feeling like we have a group of peers and adults around us who care enough about us, love, care enough us. These are different challenges, aren't they, rather than better challenges or worse challenges. But they do require some thought, whatever your configuration of your family, about what, how can you as parents best meet their needs. And I think just to encompass that, which is probably what we've said, but having an open mindset rather than a fixed mindset, so that we can have these very fixed mindsets that I'll only be happy if I have this many children or this type of family. Whereas if we open ourselves up to create what works best for us, then we're much more likely to have it. So I have one more parenting question. Sorry if people listening, my voice is weird. I, I have a virus that makes my, me sound like I've got a thick tongue. This is a question which is supporting a teen on the edge of friendship groups. Any thoughts? I would say that when you're a teenager, friendships really fluctuate a lot. And I think that is incredibly painful as a parent, as well as obviously for your child, because you want to be able to do something to help the friendships. But often, I think unless your child really has significant difficulties with social skills, in which case I think it's helpful to get some external support just around how to build social skills. Actually, I think there's a limit to the practical things that you can do. And that's one of the challenges of having a teenage child as opposed to a younger child. Because if you have a younger child, there's things around the child that you can help with. Like you can have Make play dates. Date. Exactly. You have more power over what hobbies they do and activities and things like that. Whereas when you have a teenager, I think you can encourage them to do something practical that might help with friendship formation, like find a hobby that they really enjoy doing or a game sort of like Dungeons and Dragons or something where it is social, but you're also doing something. So it sort of requires less <laughs> reliance on being sociable. But actually, a lot of what your role is, if you've got a teenager who's struggling with friendships in a kind of fairly typical way is sort of not to panic yourself, not to mm. undermine them by being so worried about their friendships that then they are like, oh my gosh, this is <laughs> this is serious, this is terrible. Yeah, you magnify it. Exactly, and, and sort of make them feel like they can't do it in a way. Like I think it can be quite undermining to have a parent that's sort of really like, what can we do about your friendship situation? And ask questions every time you're back from school. Right. Like, like, how did was you, it today? Did, yes. Did you sit next to someone at lunch? Like, did you? <laughs> um, that would be me. Yeah. So sort of, sort of like not panic, but just sort of be there to listen to them and their experience of it. So really try and hear it from their perspective instead of sort of projecting your own fears, your own kind of 
concerns which are completely natural onto your child but just sort of really listen to their experience of it um very wise and very wise as you were talking I was I was thinking about my own experience as a teenager and as a young adult and having phases there were probably several phases actually probably one when I was about 11 and then I was just moving around to early teens and then also making friends again going to university and just having phases where I didn't feel like I had many friends or, you know, when I was 11, I remember sitting down with my mum and dad and maybe all of you were there and I was, I don't have any friends. And that part, I think that was partly a developmental phase. I was very young for my age. The thing I was thinking about was two things. One was when you're feeling very worried about your teenage child, what was your experience? And sort of take a moment to check in on that. Are you A, projecting any of your own fears onto your child? So were you bullied? Did you have a particularly tough time? And therefore are you kind of, is that why it's, emotionally challenging and sort of to to kind of notice the difference between your experience and their experience but also sometimes sharing stories of like oh yeah I really remember when I had a phase when it was tough yeah, for me. normalizing it normalizing it and de-shaming it because I think one of the things of feeling like you have no friends or you don't have many friends is the sort of tacit is there something wrong with me that people don't like me and so I think sharing a bit of stories of like oh yeah I've been through phases like that and it was hard and and if that feels appropriate, then that also encourages the fact that it does change. This isn't like, it's a phase. It's not a forever. Yeah, I think that's a really good point, both of you. The other thing I think that finding something that you love doing, whether it's singing, whether it's art, whether it's dance, whether it's sport, that is fixed in the timetable where you are with other people that isn't a school time, you know, that is a, an extracurricular I think can soften the boundaries between people where you're sharing, doing something together, where you sort of feel companionship and you don't have to kind of be funny or think of something to say. And you can slowly build friendships in the doing. But you can't force your teenagers to do that. And I can imagine me sort of saying to you, Em, join the choir. Imagine. (laughs) (laughs) And so, I mean, it's not necessarily a good idea, but it might work for someone. Yes. No, no, I think it is a good idea. If if they're like, I think it gives the structure around socialising that I think is very helpful. And And less performance. Yeah, the pressure, yeah. And, and, And at the same time, you might have a teenager like mum had that didn't want to do anything at all. <laughs> no <laughs> extracurriculars. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> or sport. That's interesting. Yeah, well, yeah. No, yeah. No, not nil. <laughs> nil. <laughs> right, untalented. <laughs> That's not true. You were very talented. Oh, speaks the mother. <laughs> all right, my darling. So thank you. And thank you, everyone, for listening. We do hope this is helpful. We love you sending in your questions and we do the best we can. And obviously our answers aren't completely comprehensive, but they're just the ideas and thoughts that we have that I hope you can take something for yourself um, or for your children in this case. If you think this will be helpful, someone do share it. We've got a newsletter on Substack, so do subscribe. And we'd love it if you can raise a review so people can find us. Sorry, my mouth is all blurry. I, I, it's like I've gone to the dentist, but um, I've got I've got this virus in. But I'm sending you all lots of love and thank you for listening. Bye.